Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at the Australian economy post-COVID-19 and will the share market boom? Then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading along with answering your questions and looking at your stocks. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. As you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time, because this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. This year has been one most of us would like to forget, and while some of us have suffered from fires, floods and droughts, all of us have had to endure COVID-19. Now, I'm sure many will agree that being in an environment where our state and federal governments have had to make some quick but tough decisions that affect the way we live has been challenging, but there has been some positives. Given that we're not going out as much as we otherwise would, one of the benefits of these restrictions is that we're not spending as much as we normally would. Consequently, many Australians have excess cash in their bank accounts. Well, the government has been handing out money to ensure we can survive the pandemic and in the hope we all keep spending to stimulate the Australian economy, the reality is that many individuals are using the current situation to reduce their personal debt, especially their credit card debt, or to save money. Now, according to research on finder.com.au, over 70% or 14 million Australians own a credit card. And according to the statistics, the average balance equates to $2,889. Now, in an interesting statistic, almost half of all Australians over 55 have two or more credit cards and almost 18% have three or more credit cards. Those aged over 35 are not far behind with over 40% owning two or more credit cards, whilst 20% own three or more credit cards. Now, this probably explains the scary statistic that as a nation, we spend over $25 billion each and every month on credit cards. Now, looking at another survey published by finder.com.au, Australian household debt more than doubled between 1995 and 2015, as our ratio of household spending to income rose from 104% to a massive 212%, meaning Australia has one of the highest household debt levels in the world. 
Whilst this has come down in recent times, you have to agree these statistics are scary. Now, the good news is that the Australian economy is well positioned to come out of the current COVID-19 situation in a better position than nearly any other country in the world. Now, the Australian stock market has performed well and technically we are experiencing a bull market. Post-COVID-19, my expectations are that the Australian economy is well poised to bounce back quickly and that we will see the Australian stock market likely to boom into 2021. On an individual front, we can all, all we can do is all we can control to ensure we come out the other side better and more prepared. Therefore, I believe it's wise to pay down household debt and preserve cash as this will ensure you can take full advantage of a better economy and the opportunities that will come for this in future. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Now, once again, the All Lordners Index was only slightly bullish and far from convincing, with some sectors rising strongly whilst others have fallen heavily. Now, information technology experienced a strong rise and was up 4.56%. This was followed by healthcare and consumer discretionary, which was up, or both of those were up over 4%. The worst performing sectors included consumer staples, which was down 3.23%, followed by energy down 2.5% and financials, well, that was down 2.14%. Looking at the ASX top 100 stocks, the best performers last week included the Star Entertainment Group, and that was up 13.72%. This was followed by Domino's Pizza, that was up 11.43%, with Suncorp Group, that was up 9.53%. Now, the worst performers last week included Treasury Wines Estate, which was down over 22.82%. Unibail Rodamco Westfield, and that was down 12.89%. They were followed by AMP and Bendigo Adelaide Bank, down over 8% last week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500. All Ordinary's Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Well, once again, Friday or Thursday and Friday, our market showed weakness and it seems to be a pattern that's been going on for the last few months. And as you've heard in the earlier part of my report, really our stock market's gone nowhere the past few months. Now, let's go and have a look at the charts and I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about there. Now, on the screen is uh, a weekly chart, still the same chart I've been using for quite some time on the All Ordinaries Index. And what I was really talking about there, if I just spread that out a little bit, you can see this move moving through right through here on the weekly chart and we let me go and do my little move here you can see here our market moved up 26.85 percent through here um, and then it had another big move here but it really hasn't moved much since this area here see so this area here right is uh, the 5th of June that high was on the 9th of June but since then the market's really gone nowhere and if I put my little pointer on here you can see it's only a few percent 6.6 percent .6 in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 weeks or three months we've gone 6.63 percent um, not very much but this um movement that I talked about months ago when I first drew this remember having we had two options after this 9th of June high was we'd travel down into a low and the low would be earlier or we'd come down a little bit and then go into a high and then come down into eventual low and it looks like this is the, the obviously the option that is happening at this point in time we've now the high of last week you can see there if I can get that to come up is 6339.4 points our previous high there was 6314, so we did make a new high off then on the 9th of June. And that's significant because then 
it means that we are now searching for the peak on our marketplace. So maybe I can adjust my angle of this one. Oop, I've just deleted it all together, but just adjust the angle of this one to get up to around that. I did think it was going to get up to that sort of 6,600 points, maybe 6,800 points, but it looks like it's not gathering a lot of steam. If we do have a movement up, I think it'll be short-lived, but we are expecting a high happening somewhere sort of by mid-September and then trailing down into a low probably sometime um, into October. That's sort of what we're looking for. Could be the last week of September, but probably more likely the low will happen into October. So what do I expect right now? If I use my little uh, arrow tool here, um, is it? let me put that one back in again, is possibly this will happen somewhere down. Now I'm not looking at, oh, I didn't, shouldn't have done that, should I? Let me get there and I've got to make sure I click the right buttons. It's a bit cold here in Melbourne and I've just clicked the wrong one again. <laughs> Give me the right one. So we've moved up and moved down and let's just click. Now look, I'll forget that one anyway, but you know what I mean. It's going to come down into this sort of box somewhere into October. I'm expecting the fall probably to be at least four weeks long moving down into that low. So right now, just be really, really careful about buying stocks at this point in time because as I said last week, you don't want to be buying right at the top just before it tips over and then you start falling into a loss situation because generally what happens when people buy stocks, they're very, very loath to sell them for losing money and, and I know I've experienced that myself um, over the past in years gone by and, and we all go through that challenge of we bought this stock we think it's going up and it starts to fall over we're losing money how do we sell it now um, but right now is not the time to be getting into a lot of new positions it's to be very very careful about new positions I'm not saying there won't be buys out there generally in the marketplace when the market's bullish you'll always find stocks going down and when the market's bearish you'll always find stocks going up it's just a little bit harder to find them going up when the market's more bearish and a little bit harder to find bear stocks or stocks falling when the market's more bullish but right now the time is just to sit back and watch and wait for the direction but I'm still thinking at this point in time the pendulum's now swinging back to being more in that the market will fall away for at least a few weeks uh, and the time will tell like you know when we get into October it'll, it'll tell us really what the market's actually done but we do need to make decisions based on what we think the future will be and, uh, and uh, there's still a little bit in the back of my mind the market could fall heavily because there is a lot of more retail traders that may just dump their shares uh, and we don't know so at this point in time always protect capital make sure you've got stop losses on if you're not sure how to set stop losses you may love to buy my book accelerate your wealth it's your money your choice um, you can get it at bookstores or you can get it online whichever one you choose but uh, let's get into the questions that we've got for you today Alrighty, the first question we have today is from, I'll say this properly, Sadhash Isvas. Hopefully I've said that correctly um, and thank you very much for sending your question. But um, they ask, is an expat expatriate students eligible to trade in Australian stocks? Sir, if so, do a special video on that. Uh, are much helpful for us, thanks in advance. Um, uh, students, international students are able to trade stocks. I, I, not, you don't really explain whether you're some but and I'm assuming you're uh, non uh, somebody who wasn't born in Australia, but possibly you are. Um, but if you're somebody that hasn't been born in Australia and is studying, currently studying in Australia, you can buy Australian stocks. As long as you've got an Australian bank account, that's all you pretty much need. Both brokers do require to, to have an Australian bank account for you to trade so they can do all the settlements, etc. So if you've got one of those, there's no reason why I see that you can't um, buy some stocks. I would just go to the bank that you're using uh, at this point in time for your funds. If you're somebody who's living offshore, uh, 
uh, and not in Australia and you're a student overseas wanting to buy stocks in Australia, again, the same rule would apply. You pretty much need to have a bank account in Australia. If you can't get that, then it's probably going to be a bit harder for you to do that. Although that said, there may be some brokers in your country, wherever you are, that might allow you access into the Australian market as we are able to, or Australians are able to access overseas markets and buy stocks in overseas from some of our brokers. So just do a little bit of research, but you are able to do that. But great question. And thanks for bringing it up. Next, we have a question from Pieface. Hi, Dale. Could you please take a look at NWH? Keep up the good work. We all appreciate it. Thanks, Lewis. Uh, very, very much uh, appreciate your kind comments, Lewis. But let's go and have a look at uh, the stock that you're talking about. NWH is NRW Holdings. Uh, on the left, you've got a, a monthly chart. On the right, you've got a weekly chart. And you can see here on the weekly chart, it's taken off like a rocket last week. And it is looking really nice on um, a bigger scale in terms of the monthly chart chart. I'd be a little bit more excited about it if it got sort of that through that 323, 324 mark. Um, but right now it is looking really, really good um, in terms of uh, the stock, in terms of possibly buying this stock. It is a volatile trading stock. Looking right back at this, it does make big swings. So you do need to enter and exit and have a plan to do both, Lewis. Um, so if you are looking at entering in the stock, you don't tell me. Um, I would make sure I've got an exit strategy, whatever that is, whether that's a stop loss or a trailing stop loss or how you want to run that. Um, again, not just to mention my book, you might want to use something like a trend line um, that I teach in my book on this stock. It should work pretty well. Uh, well, just by having a look at it, uh, I'm guessing it'll work pretty well based on what I'm seeing. Let's go and have a look at the weekly chart now, a little bit more detail. You can see here, it's moved up strongly, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks to that high. That's not really telling me it's in a longer term trend at this point in time, but it is showing me really, really good signs. And this is really what I want to suggest to you, Lewis, is sometimes people get in a little bit too early, and sometimes it pays just to leave leave some money on the table at the bottom and not everybody can do that and, and get and what I mean by that is I'd rather get into a stock 30% off the bottom than jump in a little bit too early not knowing the momentum is there and there's an old saying in the stock market the trend is your friend eight weeks up is not a medium term trend for me it's a bit of a short term move but we could see some resistance and for it to fall away I'm not suggesting that's going to happen but looking at it it does look strong and it does look good but if our market continues to show some weakness, uh, then you might find it might find some resistance through here and then start to keep going sideways or drift down again. But just be careful at this point in time. A lot of volume coming through it over the last few months since that March low, which is a really, really good sign. Great pick, I think, Lewis. This is a really, really good pick. Just being a little bit careful. Make sure you've got good entry rules and good exit rules. That's really all I'm saying here. But thank you for asking that question. Now, the next question we've got is from Ornella. I think that's how you say it. Who asked, do you have a comment on ResMed? I'd love to have a comment on ResMed. I will look at the stock, but you really do need to give me a little bit more information. Do you own it? Do you not own it? Are you interested in it? Why are you interested in the stock? The more you put down on your questions, everybody, the more I can give you in answering those and help you to understand whatever that stock is, is doing. But let's go and have a look at ResMed anyway, and just to see what it's doing. Um, I'll bring that up now. ResMed's here. ResMed's just been this massive, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stock, and it has been looking good. And if we look at that monthly chart, you can see why. It just trends really well but that trend is starting to accelerate and if I use one of my trend line tools and just show you it, the trend was going on that sort of angle and if I go through here you can see now it's moving on a much faster angle and the steeper this gets 
the more the chance is it will start to fall away. Now, you know, ResMed does have periods where it goes sideways and not do too much, and it's been doing sensationally well the last couple of years. So I'd just be a little bit careful on it. Now, let me have a look at the weekly chart. It is showing some weakness on that weekly chart, a big move down here, and if I use my cool little tool, you can see from that high down to that low, there's 17% fall over the last couple of weeks since early July. Most of that move, obviously, was that week ending the 7th of August but a bit of weakness through here on Friday if we do start to see a downward move on this week then I would suggest the move is down if that low there is broken that 2418 low is broken then um, I'm expecting this stock to fall a hell of a lot further than that not sure how far at the moment I'd need to do a little bit more work on it but right now it, it's not a time to buy this stock it's a bad time Right now is the time is to sit back and just watch a little bit. Don't think getting in right now, you're getting in at a cheap price because you could get a cheaper price over the coming weeks. If it does start to move up, um, it could break through that previous all-time high. But right now it does look a little bit more weaker and so I'd suggest um, the probability curve or the probability pendulum is swinging into a little bit more downside at the moment. But again, set some rules on why you're buying and why you'll be selling it. I'm assuming you probably own it. Um, and so I'd just be protecting my downside. Now, the next question we've got is from Fahad, who says, Hi, Dale, could you please take a look at Woolworths for me? I currently like it on both the weekly and monthly charts. It's nice and steady and not too vertical. And the current angle is very similar to previous bullish runs, expecting it to break through that all-time high soon. I got, it on, I got in on it today. Day, um, which would have been last week. Would appreciate your thoughts on it. Thank you. Well done. I mean, there's some really thinking there and, and you're actually listening. And what I like about that, Fahad, is you're actually listening to what I'm talking about. And, and that's not from an ego point of view. I'm just saying is what I was just talking about on that previous stock, you're actually using some of those thinking in your analysis of other stocks. And that's really what you should be doing. So looking at those angles, looking at the, the Woolworths, because everything moves in a speed like you do, everybody does moves in a certain speed and a certain angle. And, and what we're looking at here is looking at Fahad, you can see here this stock has made a new all time high back a few weeks back or a few months uh, back in February this year, sorry, came down in the COVID-19 little bit of a meltdown here. But looking at that angle, if I use my little tool here, you can see the angle of that move. And if we drag it across, let me get my thing onto it. Come on, you can do that. There we go. You can see it's sort of similar angle to that. Bit of a single, um, I can't, my, my mouth's not working today. Similar angle to that sort of stuff. So right now, you can see here the move through here is a much faster move at this point in time than what it was and let me get through through here so you're seeing it's a much much faster angle at this point in time so looking at that little bit of weakness late on yesterday uh, late this month so far and obviously that came last week if i just drag it over you can see last week it did trade down it's been up one two three four five six seven uh, and a bit weak through here. So I would expect some downward move through here. Don't be surprised for hard if it does fall down maybe to 39 or even 38 as it does move down. Um, but then the next time up, um, I'm not sure why you're saying you're expecting it to break that all-time high, that February high at 43.96. It could possibly do that. I'm not suggesting it won't, but right now it's probably going to take a breather for one or two warm weeks. It may even take a breather for a little bit longer than that, but do expect some downside um, um, on this stock. Make sure you've got a stop loss on it in case the downside is more than what I would expect. I do think it's a nice stock. I do think it's really good, a bullish stock at this point in time. Oh, sorry, 
should I rephrase that? Um, I think this is one of the better stocks at this time. So you've done very, very, very well. So thank you very much for sending that question. And it was great that you've done that. Also, for everybody else, thank you for sending your questions in. And thank you for watching until we end of this video. Now, if you do have questions you'd like me to answer, please just stick them below in the chat there. Remember that here on this channel, we do these Monday market reports every week. And we also do a live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. on this YouTube. Remember, hit that subscribe button now. Click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload videos and go live with the show. But for now, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Stay safe, everybody, and wear your mask. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com. .au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.